Ladies and gentlemen, just a word of warning. If any of you are not convinced that you have a tingler of your own, the next time you're frightened in the dark, don't scream. Greetings, ladies and ghouls. And welcome to Pod of Horror, where every day is Halloween. We have such sights to show you. Here is your host, Glenn G. Rod Rodriguez. The power of Christ compels you! The power of Christ compels you! The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Hello, ladies and ghouls. Welcome to another edition of Pot of Horror, where every day is Halloween. I am your host, Glenn G. Rod Rodriguez, and today we have a very, very special episode. Now, I know it's a day late. I know it's not Silent Night, Deadly Night, but I had to get this one out of the way because, well, the guest who I have coming on today to talk about this film has been wanting to talk about it since we did Hollapalooza and Hollapalooza 2. And we've been talking about doing it and our schedules haven't lined and I get busy, he gets busy. But now we have time. We're going to do it. So this is this week's film. And it's one of the most controversial horror films of all time. It's part of a series that is very protected by its fandom, which is understandable because I am a huge, huge Halloween fan. Today's film. And Cody Repass will be joining me today to talk about it is Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. No, there's no one out here. We are all counting on you to take us home this year. Now go have some fun. On August 28th, evil is here. It's walking amongst us. Michael is more evolved. Rob Zombie completes his extreme vision of a terrifying legend. Kill her, baby. Halloween 2 2009 was written and directed by Rob Zombie. And it stars Malcolm McDowell, Tyler Maine, Sherry Moon Zombie, Brad Dourif, Scout Taylor Compton, and my guest and I's favorite screen, well, my second favorite screen queen, I don't know if it's your first, Daniel Harris with me, uh, joining me again. He was with us with the Hollapalooza 1 and 2, Jaws, and now sticking up for Halloween 2 today, Rob Zombie's uh, Halloween 2 is Cody Repass. How you doing, man? I am doing great, and I am ready to defend my my jewel. I polish it up every now and then. It uh, it gets a bad rap, but it, it's it's a quality Halloween movie. Once you once you get away from Rob Zombie a little bit, I uh, I would have to agree. I uh, watched it again for the first time in a bit today as we record this um and i'm starting to see because i never really truly hated it i just was i feel like i was just disappointed that it didn't 
I guess, follow the rules of a Halloween film. And I'm always for breaking rules and going off on your own thing and do, and, and reimagining something uh, for your own. And it took me a while to get here, but I don't hate it. And I never did. And I never like thought it was amazing, but I'm starting to see why people love it. And there was some things in this that I never seen before, like never really paid attention to because it's just Rob Zombie is just so <laughs> hit or miss. I mean, there's a lot of Rob Zombie movies I like, but the Halloweens, I guess, are just so close because of the whole it's like we're fans of it. It's my favorite horror franchise. So for you, why why does this movie resonate with you more than most people? For me, it just, it, it feels like a Halloween movie. The way he shoots it, it it's so gritty, and his directing style is really good. Even in his the original Halloween, as bad as that first half of that movie was, it was directed really well. And when I watched this movie in the theater, I had zero expectation. When I walked in, I... I sat down in my chair super low. I I did not want people to know I was a Halloween fan. And I, I left I left happy just because I thought it was decent. And the more I watched it, the more I continued to love it more. But it just to me, it has a feel for Halloween. And when I watch it, it, it brings out all the elements that you want. Halloween 2, like if you're going back to the original Halloween 2, it does some stuff better than the original for me. And there's some faults to it. He takes it in his own way and down in his own path. But there, there's just, to me, the movie is held together by fantastic performances by its lead characters and Tyler Mayne man that dude is a giant yes he is he's i saw him at uh, this is funny he was at a screening of um the resurrection of jake the snake in la and so was the girl who played linda in the first rob zombies halloween um so it was just really funny to see that dude is so like I've seen some big people in, in my day. So have you. We're both wrestling fans. We were just talking about wrestling before we recorded this. We've seen some pretty big dudes, but this guy is massive. This guy. He's like, yeah. He's like 6'8", 280, 290. And you would think, oh, man, 280, 290. For a dude that's 6'8", he looks like a brick shithouse. He's scary. It's... Like he was scary in the first one, but I feel like this second one really like, even though, and I'm going to say it, and I told you in text, I feel like Rob Zombie was really trying to make Michael Jason in this movie, Jason, where he's like kind of like esque. He's just like this walking zombie, like that's still human, but like just went through this traumatic event where he gets shot so many times. Um, yeah. somehow still has his face intact. <laughs> like, didn't he get shot in the face? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the end of their Halloween. Like, he gets shot in the face. Like, no, n- nothing, nothing happened from that. Just it was a blank. Yeah, yeah. It was just that was like one of the like weird spots for me in the film. But he was just so like that scene where the kid walks up 
the kid in the clown costume and Michael's yeah. just standing there like looking at him and this shot, like the low angle shot of him looking down at the camera and like his face is just evil. Like I was just, holy shit. I didn't realize that. He looks that, like though, a giant there too. Yeah. He, yep. he looks like Jack and the Beanstalk. Exactly. But it, it, it's insane. I mean, granted, that kid's probably five or six and maybe two foot tall. But the way it's shot is he he looks 10 feet tall. Exactly. And he um, it's just we're used to our original Michael and most of the Michaels in the franchise to be like, you know, he's like six foot one, six foot two. He's not built like a brick, but he's still scary because of his walk and mannerisms. And just he's a he's basically a ghost in this movie in particular. He is a machine. Yeah. He he is the epitome of like hell on 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 feet, on foot, you know, like it, it's brutal. He's brutal. And they're like when he stabs people, he's grunting and it's just yeah. it's yeah. a lot different from it's not your grandmother's Michael Myers. Yeah, he is he's definitely this, this movie is definitely the most brutal Michael Myers you get out of out of the whole franchise. Uh, if if you're not a friend of blood or anything like that, this movie is definitely not for you. The other Halloween movies, you get away with some blood. This movie, it throws it in your face, and if you're not okay with it, then this movie is definitely not going to be high on your list. <laughs> exactly. It's it, and. It's not for everyone. Like you said, it's just, it's different. It's a reimagining of, it's like they say in a trailer, it's like this new vision of a legend, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and go ahead. And people, like, that's that's my biggest issue is when I, when I see people, like, they just crap on the movie, they've watched it once. Probably didn't give it a fair shake when they were watching it. They were probably on their phones or not really paying attention, just expecting it to be bad. And you have to separate it from the original Halloween 2 because it's its own version of Halloween 2. That's the only reason Rob Zombie stepped back in to do it was he had no interest to be in the beginning. He, uh, when he finished his Halloween, he was done. He didn't want to do another one. He got so much backlash, which some of it was deserved. I mean, the first half of the original Halloween is a joke. But he didn't want to do another movie. When they come to him, he said, I'm doing it my way. I'm writing it my way, sadly. And, sadly, yeah. <laughs> and this is, this is it. And they let him do it. And as bad as his writing was, and it always is, usually, in almost all of his movies. The writing is what holds the movie down. His directing in this movie was so perfect. He shot it in 16 millimeter, like he always loves to. You get a lot of you get a lot of still shots. Uh, it, it, it's just it's one of the best shot Halloween movies out of the entire series. Uh, and that just the visual. Of, of Michael in, in the dream sequence at the beginning for the hospital, he's out in the rain and his and his hair's just wet. It, it it's just there's some parts of the movie that are just beautiful. Uh, that's something that Rob 
always gets right in his films. His movies always look gritty, always look beautiful. There's shots in there like, how the hell does this guy <laughs> with this grotesque and this this disturbing vision able to pull off like, you know, sending his vision into his cinematographer's hands to be able to come out with like Shots that I would frame on my wall if I could, you know, there's a shot like um, in Lords of Salem that Sherry Moon is looking at this like fluorescent like shape cross on the wall and she's just staring at it. And there's a wide shot and it's great. The The rain with with um, with Michael was great. I love the shot of him walking across the fields and just like those long lens shots. That I'm just like. This is brilliant. This is so good. And it's just, he's got a vision that is so unique to him that I don't think anyone could replicate. I mean, people could try and it'll just come out more trashy than what he provides. But if there's one thing I can say about every single Rob Zombie movie he's ever, uh, he's ever made all shot very well. Yeah. 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 He's, he's, Hey, I'll always say it. I always stick up for him to an extent. His directing, he's one of horror's best directors. It's just when he won't, he's too stubborn to let people help him with the writing, and he wants to do it his way, and he is so set in his way that you're never getting him off of it, and he always has to have his wife in his movies. She is dead in this movie and she is still in it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and I know that's a lot of, uh, comp- people who wa- watch these movies, uh, his movies like, like complain about because some people don't like her. I think she's good in certain roles. Um, yeah, I, I always go back to Lords of Salem because that's my favorite Rob Zombie movie. And I feel like that's the best written one. It didn't feel too trashy, you know, cause a lot, I think the problem with him specifically for me at least and probably you too i would say is that every movie he writes deals with white trash maybe it is just because that's the universe he wants to throw it in and that's perfectly fine some people like it some people don't but i would love him to try something new if you're gonna keep writing your movies which i don't blame him i have a vision i want to be able to be the one to write it because i don't think anyone could could translate what i want if I'm not the one who's writing it. And that's, that's a great point because you look at something like his directing style, he might not be able to find anyone that can write that matches his directing style because he is so off the wall and unique with directing. I mean, he may never find anyone that he'd be like, Oh yeah, that script's really good. Let's yeah, let's go with that. He, he probably would never utter those words to anyone else. It just blows my mind that some of the stuff that's that just drags his movies down gets through all the steps before it's it's released. Like I, I, we'll talk about it in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll give you like I guess we could just go through. Let's start with the negatives first because I feel like those are the ones that people probably want to hear from two people that actually dig the movie what we thought was negative. And I'll start with the first because it's the one that bothers me the most. And it's, it's not Sherry moon. It's not the white horse. It's none of that. Like that. I'm starting to like, not even care about that. It doesn't bother me. Um, I get why it's there. 
I get why people hate it. It's not the thing that bothers me. It's the fact that Lori is this all of a sudden, this punk rock, like fucking satanic worshiping, like um, just hates. It's just, I, I get why she's been through like a traumatic experience, but I don't understand this like whole transformation, um, especially having like a picture of Charles Manson hanging over your, over your uh, uh, bed. bed and like the spread, like, how do we go from this like really nice house to like this other like cool house, but like everything spray painted with pentagrams and six, 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 which is cool and all. I don't mind that stuff, but like it just, I wouldn't have went that way. And it just fits into Rob Zombie's writing. It's that, that yep. trashy, like it's he went too far. Yep. He, he doesn't know where the, the line to draw in the sand to stop. Yep. And, and he just, like it was one year after the events of Rob Zombie's Halloween. How could it? How could a character translate or like transform that much in one year? Like it. It just made. I I agree with you there. I didn't have that wrote down, but I agree with that. That was always the big glaring issue, even from the first time I saw it. And it was funny because I was watching. We watched the movie. Shout out to those guys and. That was one of their big problems with that. Like, they hated the movie. They trashed it in their video. They they <laughs> trashed the shit out of it. But like that was one of their big thing. And I felt so like it's like cool. Like a lot of people see that. And it's just and it was like one of the only little things I didn't like about the movie was just like Lori should be traumatized, yes. And they got the traumatized part down pretty good. Yeah, he he he, he really nailed that. But it's just the characterization of her being this, like, all of a sudden, this, this, like, yeah, rebellious person. Yeah, it's not her. It doesn't fit her character. Like, I understand you want to move her away from what we saw in Halloween, but that he, it was a complete 180, like, <laughs> at least make it a slow burn, like, where you, where you see it, well, not, not just where it, just right off the, right off the bat, that's what you see. Exactly. What's one of your negatives? One of my negatives is, uh, is Loomis. I, yep, yep. Ugh, man, it was rough. I, there's, there will never be another Donald Pleasance. I, I'm, I, I'm sorry, uh, there just won't be. Uh, that is Dr. Loomis to me forever, Where whether they make five, six, 12 more Halloween movies and somehow bring Donald Pleasant or Donald Pleasant, bring Dr. Loomis back if they were to reboot a movie again. There will never be another Donald Pleasant. Maybe that has some hindrance on Michael McDowell's performance, but I hated the writing and the way they portrayed Loomis in this movie. It was, it was my probably my biggest detraction from the entire movie, and it, it was just Loomis would never do that. Like I, I guess if Rob Zombie's wanting to make the movie his own, you you could see a reasoning behind it. But I, I it was it, it's my the one thing I will never argue with anyone about. Is is Loomis in Rob Zombie's Halloween too? It is just poor all the way around. Agreed. I liked him in the first Halloween. Like it was one of the bright yeah. spots that he did a pretty decent job with the like. I mean, you like you said, you can't 
You can't fill the shoes Donald Pleasant's left, but you can try to make it your own. And Malcolm McDowell is a fabulous uh, actor, and I'm a big fan of his. It's just in Halloween 2, it's just you win a 180, and like you said, Rob had to make it his own. I I respect his his decision because it's a ballsy decision. And if you make ballsy decisions uh, for your film, I'm all about it. I try to do as well when I make movies, but it's, it's just not, it just doesn't fit that character. But like in this universe with this movie from everything that we've seen, you knew it was going to be extreme. So you knew Dr. Loomis was going to fall within that, that, uh, that wave of, of extreme. And I feel like the only person who didn't, like get captured up in the extreme was was uh brad duraf uh bracket you know sheriff bracket i thought felt like sheriff bracket was just a more evolved version of himself from the first movie since everything happened he's more aware he he sees loomis's book and like he freaks out because now he finds out the truth that Lori's angel um which is my next uh uh <laughs> my next uh, uh negative for this movie i hate the fact that they really bang home that he was like, I'm not a big fan of the brother and sister much anymore. And I definitely don't like the way that they made it work in this movie. Like it, it works because it, it's just, you know, it, it has to be this way, but I'm not a fan of it at all. And the way like everyone starts to find out through the, I just, I hate that they found, <laughs> found out through a book. Like no one just like could tell, tell her like, you know, I mean, it's something you want to keep, you know, away from her. But like, if you're going to tell her, you should, or you, if she's going to find out, you should tell her, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. I just, I was just so angry at that. And then like, she finds out. So now she just wants to go drink and party now because of it, dude, I'd be so, I would not want to leave anywhere. I'd be so devastated, but people handle their shit differently. I would be worried that people would try and kill me. Yeah. Like they would consider you evil. All right. But I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum on that, but not not to not to the full degree. I I'm I'm done with the brother sister angle as well. But the way they done it with the reveal, they actually showed Lori finding out. Unlike the original Halloween two, I you get you get to see her emotion and. Scott Taylor Compton killed it when with, with her with her portrayal of Lori in that scene. It's it, it was great. Like she she sold it so perfect. You could see how traumatized she was reading the words. And when before she finds out, of course, Brackett Sheriff Brackett calls home and Annie answers, and he says, "Is Lori there?" Because he's found out. And he he want, doesn't want her to find out, and you you hear no she's not here of course, and she finds out on her own. But it was it was just done so well compared to the original Halloween tour. It was just a throwaway line, and it was just used to to move along the story uh, of the original. I, I, that's one part that I it's actually one of my positives is the reveal because of the emotion and everything that was that was in it I, I wasn't a fan of it being in a book uh, excuse me like you it's just I, I wanted that reveal 
and I was happy that that Rob actually made it happen. I that and that's one of my positives is when going back to the performance. The performances in these movies and and both movies are really well put together. You know, I felt like the acting was not even farthest from the worst thing that could be possibly put on on screen. Everyone killed it. I feel like we'll get to those positives too, but another um negative would be uh let's see. Oh, I this is just a nitpick. This is a nitpick. So this is I don't really could probably consider this a, a negative, but like man, I wish Annie survived. I felt like oh man, Annie would have been such a like I mean, I know she had to die and I know I was surprised that they brought her back and she lived through the first one. I was very surprised, but um, just knowing how the first movie was, but I guess like, you know, if you're going to keep one of them, you should probably keep Annie. Um, and she was such a beloved character. I think that's why they didn't kill her. Like they didn't, that's why they brought her back. They didn't, they didn't make it where she just died. Uh, because like when people realized, Oh my God, that's, that's Jamie from, from episode or episode good god from uh halloween four and halloween five everyone was like that's awesome i i loved all the all the callbacks and bringing people in but her her performance was amazing as always daniel harris is great uh, i i too wish she would have lived that would have uh or or just her maybe her sacrificing herself for Lori because you, their, their relationship was really, really broken in, uh, in Halloween too. And, and you could tell like the, the strain the year together had had on him because Michael had, had really almost killed both of them. And you could, you could see Annie, Annie felt bad for Lori, but she didn't feel as bad as she probably should have because she was broken too. And nobody really seemed to care about Annie's scars that were visible. Whereas Lori's were more emotional and the trauma, the trauma that Lori had, she struggled to get away from it where Annie's was kind of put on, on the back burner. That's a good way to look at it. I never really realized that. Um, good, good, good shit there. Uh, I'm just, I like you said. I, I feel like I probably got the whole. Oh, that's that's our beloved Daniel Harris. She never really got a fair shake to do Halloween Six, so they brought her back, and I wanted her to last through everything. <laughs> I wanted her to survive more than Lori, and like Lori's the girl, you know, like she's the final girl always, and. But it just would have been cool if, like, Annie survived, you know? It would have just been cool, man. I, I, I'm I, really hoping this – and not to get off track, but just it's relevant. I just hope that the next Halloween film, 2020 or whenever it comes out, 2019, 2020, um, that they, uh, you know – they uh, they bring Danielle back for you know another character. Maybe she plays Jamie Lloyd, but like Jamie Lloyd's a different person now. I don't know something cool to like. Maybe maybe she's Lindsay Wallace. Who knows? That's that's what I hope. That's what I said in when we did uh, our Hal Palooza too. Yep. That dude, I would I would lose my mind if that happened. I she is my scream queen. There there is no 
No others. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, of course, is the original Scream Queen. But for me, personally, Daniel Harris is my Scream Queen. Exactly. I, I, I feel like, yeah, she's growing on me, too. I always loved her, but I think now she's like, yeah, I got to get me myself <laughs> a, a, an 8x10 for sure. <laughs> yeah, I got mine. I I ordered one originally, and then she did a big sale for Black Friday, so I, I, of course I had to get another one. Like, of course. <laughs> one my one other negative that I have that I definitely want to talk about. I'm just gonna skim over the White Horse because it's not in the movie that much. It, it, it is something that I'm I'm not really a fan of, but. It's not something I want to talk about because a lot of people didn't like the White Horse, so I know I'm not going to offend anyone by not talking about it. Uh, if you own the movie, 99% of people will have the director's cut, and you will get, sadly, a terrible ending. The ending in the director's cut is nowhere near as good as in the original, the theatrical. You can buy the theatrical with, you can buy the combo, the Rob Zombie combo, Halloween, Halloween 2, on Amazon for $10, and it's both theatrical cuts. Definitely worth buying, because the director's cuts, you get more of the Rob Zombie you don't want to see. But back to the ending. In the director's cut, they just... They drag it on and drag it on, and you hear Michael utter a word that he should never say. When Michael looked at Loomis and said, die, and stabbed him, I, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. I, I wanted to hide because that's just not something that Michael Myers can say, especially for his first word and... 16 years 20 years maybe like just not for me the original ending is so much better it's just stay away from the director's cuts i promise it will go up in your rankings if you're a halloween fan if you watch the theatrical it's weird that you say that because like i so when i watched today i didn't like the ending either i just the talking thing i think for universally is panned I don't think there's anyone that likes the talking. Yeah, it's so bad. And and you could tell it wasn't even Tyler Maine. It was like, it was an added in voice because Tyler Maine is, he's no, nobody is that raspy and deep, like deep voice. You could tell it wasn't Tyler Maine because he, he has a softer voice. Yeah. Like granted he's a giant, but he has a soft voice. And you could tell that they, that wasn't him saying die. It was someone else. And it just, it take, I'm glad it was the end of the movie because it took me out of it. Now, the only thing I'll give him credit for the ending and the director's cut is when Lori walks out with the knife and then ends up getting shot. Yep. Man, I was surprised. I was so taken back by it in a good way. Especially this yeah. time watching, I was like, "Wow, they were going to go for that 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 ending that when I, like what we're talking about now is like you know maybe it, Allison could be the next killer or something like that it would have been cool, right?" Um, 
spoiler if you haven't seen a new Halloween yet. I know there's actually still people out there. <laughs> there's still people out there who hasn't seen it yet. Um it was it was cool. I was taken back and like the way she walked out and like the way she looked and the deadpan, I I was like, wow man, that's really cool. It would have been really like crazy to see her stab Loomis. And you could already you could tell like Brad Dura. She wanted to. Yeah. And like Brackett was like I felt like he was conflicted, didn't know what was going to happen, like was just waiting to make his move. But at the same time, he just said he wanted to kill Loomis um, specifically because, you know, Annie died. And this was all after all that happened. Now, remind oh. me, how did the um, the theatrical cut uh, end? I have the big black box set and that has both cuts in that, too. I just got to get back um, from L.A. So remind me, how did the theatrical cut end the theatrical cut ends with uh shit i'll have to think about this for a second i haven't i haven't watched a theatrical cut in a while uh the theatrical cut i'm pretty sure hell i'm pretty sure i loomis loomis dies in the theatrical but I can't remember who stabs him. I th- I think it might have been Lori. Okay. I but I uh, I can't remember. Shit. Hold on. Let me look. <laughs> yeah, look, because it's. Cause I know there's a. I I I. I feel, we can cut this crap out if we need to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I it's. I just think I, like. I don't know. It's has I haven't seen it in a while too. I think I've only seen the theatrical cut once. And that was when it first came out. I saw it with my dad and my dad uh, loved it. And I didn't like, I like didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. I remember coming out very empty and just like, this is not what I was expecting. at all. <laughs> I think I said, I was like, I don't know what I just watched. And he's like, Oh, it was great. It was so cool. And like different. And at that time I was still like learning the chops of filmmaking and editing and all that. So like, I was just still like, kind of like, expecting you know john carpenter and like all this crazy stuff and i thought it was going to take place in the hospital so i was like really happy in the beginning that the hospital scene took place but then it went this whole other way and i'm just like the fuck did i just see Uh, (laughs) and just being empty i did like the love hurts like slow thing at the end of the movie so that always worked for me i i like the slower like like back then i did and it's still like it depends now if they're in the trailer no, because that's like that's like a, that was a fad for a while. You just take slow versions of like popular songs and make them slow and eerie and put them in trailers. Like that's that was so overdone in the last couple. Like I I feel like three years ago, like every trailer, every horror film trailer had like a slow version of a pop song. I don't know. Okay, I remember now. Okay. Uh, all right, so we'll reshoot there. We'll reshoot that. So. The ending for the the theatrical ending, Loomis comes in. This is when uh, Lori is supposedly being held down by her, by younger Michael, who's a ghost, and she's not really being held down. That that Loomis is yelling at her, you're not held down, it's all in your head. That's when Michael grabs Loomis and brutally kills him. 
slashes up his his face real bad and then stabs him. Bracket shoots through the barn and shoots Michael. Then uh, you you see Lori get up and she walks over to Michael and grabs the mask and puts the mask on and walks out. She walks out of the barn and is walking towards all all the sheriffs and brackets screaming, don't shoot, don't shoot. She's carrying the knife. She drops the knife and drops to her knees. And then you you get the same end scene where she's in the insane asylum. Yeah. But yeah, and that's the theatrical cut is much better than the director's cut. You know, it's it's so much better. So that does sound a lot better, definitely, the ending at least. So Loomis doesn't die. Yeah, yeah, Loomis dies. Oh, Loomis dies in both. Okay. Yeah, Loomis dies. Loomis dies in both. He dies. He dies in the barn in the theatrical cut, whereas in the director's cut, they kind of bust out of the door and uh, Michael kills him outside because he, fuck, he fucking says die and stab him and then get shot up. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, but I, I like how Loomis has that redemption arc there at the end where yeah. he walks up to the scene, bracket punches him in the face. And he's got this really awesome performance. He's like, I want to shoot you. I want to shoot you. I want to shoot you. Like it, it's so great. And then like, he ends up in the barn anyway. He's like, I owe you this. I owe you this. Like he, he definitely tried getting some, some redemption because he knew, he knew that what he did was wrong. And he finally realized it, that what he did was wrong. And uh, he paid, he paid for his sins. He, he definitely absolved himself from everything. But man, let's, I, I have to talk about Brad Dora. Yes. It's time to talk about the good because the bad is there's some bad but man the good there is nothing better in this movie than Brad Dourif and when he finds Annie that is Oscar worthy it's and I don't remember it from when I first saw her the last time I saw it so when I watched today and I just sat there I'm like okay I love Brad Dourif he was the voice of Chucky he had a really, but like, I loved him in Exorcist 3. He had, he was so good in Exorcist 3. He was the best part about that movie. And I know he has the chops. So I was like, and when I saw him in the first one, I was like, I like this guy. I'm glad they picked him to play Bracket. But this scene in particular in Halloween 2 when he finds Annie was so heart-wrenching. Yep. I wanted to cry. He moved me so much. And some people, it might not work for some people, but like you have to look at it this way. You just saw your baby girl dead on the floor, bloodied, naked, just gone, innocence gone. And you don't know what to say. What are you going to fucking say? Like, oh, my, 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 my daughter's dead. Wow. He was just so full of emotion because it hit you. And it's just so delivered in a way that I I was just I was knew that he could do it, but I was more blown away by it. 
And I don't remember if it was in the theatrical cut, but in the director's cut, they flashed scenes of uh, of of Daniel Harris as she was a kid. I guess they just got footage from her from her uh, archive yeah. and used yeah. it as her as a as Annie as a kid. Which, by the way, impressive. I like when they do that shit. Yeah, it was it was so well done, and like he was, you could tell a little piece of him was was okay because he already went through it in the first movie like all the 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 trauma of finding his daughter bloody and and just beaten and destroyed like her her life was never going to be the same and to have to go through it again except this time she's she's not going to get back up it was his his performance man it it was worthy of an oscar the performance that he gave when he opens that door and you you can see the emotion on his face how into the scene he was and how how much that scene moved him you could see it shift from oh no 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 to it's over and and then the the sadness and depression didn't hit. He got angry. After he mourned, he got angry, and he wanted to kill Michael. He, he didn't want anyone else to do it. He wanted to do it. And I love the choice of, like, muting the sound. There's points in film where people do it, and it's overdone, or it just doesn't belong. But this felt so right because it let you feel it within yourself. You didn't like you could see his facial expressions. You could see how like, you know, in distress and upset he was. But you were able to feel it within your own. You didn't you only had the visual. You didn't have the audio because the audio would, you know, you would feel it through him. But without the audio, you're like, God damn, this is this fucking sucks. It was so tough to watch and in the theater like uh, over over the years my love for the halloween series it, it gets it, it grows and when i watched halloween 2 again for the second or third time when i watched it it got harder to watch because like daniel harris it's daniel harris like you never want to see her die in in halloween and it was it was so hard, and Rob Zombie shot it so well. He like like you said, there's no audio. All you're seeing is a still shot, and and, and Brad Dourif giving such a great performance of just being on the floor, like cradle, like cradling himself, sobbing, and that's all you hear. You hear like faint musical cues and like the start of a song building and then you get the flashback of Daniel Harris as a kid. And it's, it is, it'll pull on your heartstrings. If you're a, if you're a Daniel Harris fan or just a a fan of Annie in, in particular. Exactly. Um, what can I say? Other positive things in this, um, besides, you know, Scout did a killer job. Every the performances were great. Um, oh, one of my favorite sequences in the movie 
was at the Rabbit and Red Lounge. Um, yeah, Rabbit and Red. I I'm so glad they brought that back. Like Rob Rob brought it back because in the in the original Halloween two, it's just well in the original Halloween, all you get is the uh, the matches, the matchbox. Yep. And whereas in Rob Zombie's Halloween, you physically get to see Sherry Moon Zombie working there. Of course, he doesn't have her topless because that's his wife, uh, which, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but it's so cool that he goes back there in the second movie. I, that's another thing that he did so well is his story continuation is really good. Like, he he can tell a long-term story. Agreed. And... The sequence was great, and I wasn't really like, okay, the, the humor was all right, but it was just when Michael shows up, he kills the one dude who actually ends up coming back as a different character later in the movie, which is still yeah. funny to me. Um, he uh, he kills that dude, stomps his face in, ends up hanging him in, in, the, in the bar, and then goes and kills the, I guess the guy who runs the place, or just, a, yeah, I guess he runs the place, and then the stripper, and just the music, the sequence, it was just, I felt like it was a good place to kind of have a reminiscent, like, um, to, to the, the ambulance driver, Bud and the, the nurse, um, I think her name was Evelyn, I think, uh, in the hot tub scene, it kind of felt like that's where this scene probably would have taken place. Um, it kind of felt like that. It kind of felt like that, that over the top kill, but it works. But like the way it was shot, it was brutal. It fit the the style that Michael that they were making Michael, um, and just I felt like the score is what topped it for me, and the the special effects of course were great. I love when the the dude ran out, the Frankenstein owner guy runs out yeah. and his like fingers like hanging off his or his hands like hanging, and he doesn't know what to do when he's all discombobulated. And then he like smashes that girl's face into the mirror. Oh, it was just brutal. One of my favorite sequences in the movie. Like, um, there the kills in this were great. Like, especially the one in in the fields, um, where he kills those three hillbilly dude, uh, the two hillbilly yeah. dudes and the girl. Uh, yeah, and and then the hospital scene, like just that yes. straight up hospital scene was great. The hospital scene, yeah. To me, to me, the hospital scene, it's where a lot of people draw the line because they consider it a ripoff of the original Halloween 2, where to me, it it sets the movie up so well because it dives, it just throws you right in. You dive right in to Lori's traumatization. Yep. And that's, it's so perfect. It's only ten to fifteen minutes, and everyone's like, "Well, it's a, it's a dream. It's not needed. It's whatever. It's a way for Rob to make the movie and have the piece from the original Halloween two. Which, granted, if if Rob Zombie's Halloween two was shot in a in a hospital for the whole movie, that movie would have been creepy as shit. Yes, it would have. Oh my but, god, like that prosta. The prospect of that uh, in my head right now, like you saying that, just gives me chills. Yeah, it would have been it would have been so creepy 
because we were only immersed in it for 10 minutes and it was so creepy because the way he had some of the uh, patients, just how he had killed them. And then you get out of the hospital and she's in the little shack and the security guards like fat and old and he doesn't know any better. Uh, and he's trying to protect her, but he stands no chance, of course. But once, like once Lori wakes up, you, it was, sh- it was done so well because you see what she deals with on a daily basis. Like that's how, that's how she sleeps at night. That's what she wakes up to every day. And, and it, it's just something she'll never get away from. And even though it was short, I, I I will always commend Rob for doing that. It was it was a longer version of a way to show where Lori is as a character, but a nice callback to the original. With and and then Rob said, "Okay, there's your callback to the original Halloween too. Now I'm gonna do things my way. Sit down, buckle up." Agreed. Agreed, and. Another and my final positive, because a lot of the positives, which just like was with for me was within the performances and how the story didn't really bother me as much as it used to. Um, My last positive is just the sheer guts and vision that Rob had for this. Just I'm happy that he did it his way. Didn't take shit, you know. He might hate hate. <laughs> oh, he took shit. <laughs> oh yeah, he got he got he got his own, you know. And and I I, I know. And we're allowed to be negative because we're to we see it. We're allowed to give our opinions, but I can never truly say something sucks now. And I used to because I never knew what it took to make a movie. And then I made my first feature film, uh, a horror feature film. And it fucking blows and how much you have to put into it. And when you don't have the necessary funding and the necessary uh, uh, crew, you can still make a movie. You can still pretty make a pretty decent one. But when no one else is into it but you and like you're just like, God damn it, like you're trying to get this done. I can never say anything truly sucks anymore because I I've been there. I know what it like. It, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of your time. It, it's stressful to, to wrangle up that many people. And especially if you go into it with a vision that, you know, is going to turn heads and also be controversial at the same time. And you still do it and you survive and you go on to make 31, which I've never seen yet. I heard people didn't really like that either. Yeah. You shouldn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Watch it. I'll probably just watch it because I watched the making of it and it seemed interesting. They have that on Shutter. Shout out to Shutter, by the way. Um, also, he's making another Devil's Rejects movie with those characters, which I'm pretty pumped up about, um, and that should be really good. So, I just glad that he had the guts to do it his way, to to take these characters and turn it on its on its head, and do something different. And not a lot of people would have done that. A lot of people nope. would have been like, all right, there's a hospital. Let's do it. Let's make a Halloween too, just like the original, but make it our own. I'm glad he had the guts to do it his way. And I can never, ever bash him for that. Yeah, I I completely agree. Rob Zombie gets a lot of hate for 
his Halloween movies. A lot of people have them as their bottom two, and they they do not budge. Well, granted, you may see Halloween five and eight and Resurrection uh, down there with them, but I know I know people that refuse to rewatch Rob Zombie's movies. They watch them once, and granted, the the white trash humor and vile uh, dialogue is a huge turnoff for me, especially in the original. It is toned down a lot in the second one, but. For me, Rob Zombie, he he did things his way, and I've, I I have grown to appreciate his his take on Halloween two so much. It, it it's in my top five of the of the franchise, and every time I watch it, I find something else that I I really enjoy out of it. So, as you said, it's in your top five. It went from number ten in my list to number six after watching it today. Oh, I like it. So to reiterate, I have my uh, letterbox app open. Now, if you want to follow me on letterbox, you can, uh, my username is, let's see. It's at real G rod. I think. Yeah, that's what it is. So if you letterbox is an app on your iPhone or Android device, or you can use it on the web and you can make lists, you can review movies. It's a pretty cool uh, community on here. So it's a great app. Great app. Um, my my rankings go original Halloween one, uh Halloween twenty eighteen, Halloween six, Halloween two, eight nineteen eighty one, Halloween four, Halloween two, twenty oh nine, Halloween three, H two O, original uh Rob Zombies, Halloween one, five, and then resurrection stands by itself, as always, down below. Uh but I'm really surprised that I jumped this far and I I hate that Halloween three is just in there near the end. It does not really where it sits is not where it really reflects how much I love that movie uh, for what it is. And it's really creative. And I really wish they make a sequel to that. I really do be fun. I saw a fan made sequel to it. It was all right. Um, but I like how they had the guts to go do a sequel to it. Like it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, man, Halloween two it sits at number six. So where would you like, rate the movie like out of uh as we as i've been trying to like coin like a like a rating system here so i'm gonna say skulls because i'm corny out of five skulls what what do you think i give rob zombies halloween to three and a half skulls same here i agree with that just about to say that uh and it's definitely worth watching again guys if you want to check it out definitely check it out fine like like cody said on amazon for ten dollars right Yep, ten dollars. You can get both Rob Zombie movies, uh, on the his both his Halloween movies. Ten dollars, Blu-ray, and they're both theatrical editions. They are definitely the more pleasant and much better watching experience of both of those movies. Exactly, and and you know we're Cody and I are big both Halloween fans. So like when we say we enjoy this. We mean it. We're like, we take this, this franchise seriously. And like I said, in the intro, um, this, this franchise is very protected by its fandom. Uh, and, and if you don't do it right, you're going to get murdered on the internet. <laughs> so, well, um, um, yeah, for, for me, Rob zombies, Halloween too, just to put it in perspective, I have it at four in my rankings, the theatrical version, 
But if if we're talking director's cut, it's at seven. At seven? All right. That's not too bad. That's still not too bad. Yeah, I mean, the director's cut, for me, it it, it dips. I'll go through my rankings real quick. Uh, Of course, the original Halloween is number one. Halloween 4 is number two for me. Halloween 2018 is at number three, which I have, I, I'm not on the love train like a lot of people. It, it has the, the prospects to go up or down depending on the sequel. I have Rob Zombie's Halloween 4, or Halloween 4, Halloween 2 at number four. I have Halloween 6 at five, Halloween H2O at six, Halloween 2, the original, at seven, Season of the Witch, Halloween 3 at, at eight, just because I've only watched it a couple times. I I need to give it a fair shake. Uh, Definitely. Then Rob Zombie's Halloween at number nine, Halloween 5 at number 10, and Resurrection at number 11, of course. But Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, for me, if I'm watching the director's cut, it slips behind Halloween 6, Halloween H2O, and the original Halloween 2. Just, just from the poor dialogue that's put in the movie in the director's cut, the added scenes, and the ending. The ending drops at three spots for me alone. And the, the theatrical cut, it cuts out a lot of the poor dialogue decisions and a lot of the unnecessary scenes and it changes the ending to a much better ending. So it ends up fairly high on my list. I mean, I, I really love uh, Halloween 6, Curse of Michael Myers, and it jumped it. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. And I'm a, I am a huge believer to Halloween 6. Um, it's still the best out of the Dimension uh, era of Halloween. Um, and then Halloween 2, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is the second best. And then all the rest are just, eh. <laughs> um, and I'll tell you this, I'm going to, I'm going to say this now and I, I want you to be the witness and then especially everyone who listens to this episode. Cause if I change my mind on this, you have to call me out on it. Um, the only way Halloween resurrection moves from last to second, to last is they release another edition of it with a, with a Buster Rhymes, um, a uh, uh, commentary track, and I feel like there's like no, this, this, no. yes, I need to know, no. I need no. to know, I need to know, I need to know. Buster's. I don't want him anywhere close to another Halloween movie ever again. No, I get it. No, I get it. I know you don't want him in another Halloween movie. I'm just saying, I wanted to, I want an audio commentary or at least an interview to come out. I want to hear his perspective on on the movie this. You know, this many years later, the legacy of his character and how much his character is hated is I feel like we haven't heard his side yet. Or I don't know, maybe we have and I just haven't seen. I have to do some digging, but I really want to know. And I I would love to see where Halloween, uh, where they, the I guess the, the writers, the producers, whoever, wanted to take the series after that and they kept if they kept if they wanted to keep doing it in that universe where they could have oh, went yeah. next and what could have had of what what other versions of Halloween 8 could there have been like there's a lot of questions i i have with that movie um whether if we went a different route and i get why they and this has to be a different episode i would love <laughs> to talk about resurrection and 
Because I feel like Halloween's a three. <laughs> Halloween Palooza three, the resurrection edition, where it's just Halloween resurrection. We give oh, it a fair God. shake. We watch it one more time, and we Ugh. and we and we dissect it to the point where we throw up in our mouths, and it'll be all right. Man, Buster Rhymes' character is on the level of Tina Bad in Halloween. Ah, I like Tina though. Oh, <laughs> I don't man. think was, I don't think he was. I don't think. I don't think you can compare the two. I feel like I can give you, I can give you a bad, um, uh, the boyfriend in Halloween 2018. Like it does just serve no purpose. He, I mean, he's, he's toting that line of being, of being the, those characters bad. At least he wasn't in the movie for very much. Like, he was supposed very- to be in a little bit longer and apparently he's going to be a big part of the sequel. So maybe he, maybe, oh. maybe he's awesome in the sequel. Maybe we use our, there's a purpose. I doubt it. I hope he dies quickly in the sequel. Um, and just to say this, since this is a Halloween episode, there is um, a guy by the name of Dave McRae on YouTube. Um, he gave a really good idea of how he would see um, the sequel, how the sequel should go. He liked Halloween 2018. He didn't love it. He didn't hate it. He just liked it. That's me. That's yeah. me. And I, I swear I felt the same way when I when I saw it this, as I thought of you. I was like, yeah, that's that's kind of how Cody is. And I think that's how um, Colin is, too. I feel like he just liked it. I guess the more times you see it, I think everyone's going to start either really disliking it or really. It's one of those movies, man. It's it's weird. But he had a really good idea for the sequel to where um, they, you know, they take Laurie to a hospital um, and Tommy Doyle is actually the doctor. And he he became that he became a doctor there and they have this moment where they're like oh my god you're like i know you you know me and they don't ever say kind of say it they just they just they acknowledge it through you know facial reactions and stuff and then tommy breaks Lori out because she wants to know is he dead you know because she knows in the back of her head like it's michael he ain't dead. probably could get out of there somehow you know so um, and I felt like that was such a great way to uh, kind of bring back an original character. And he he specifically said it has to be Brian Andrews to play Tommy Doyle. <laughs> he says it can't be anyone else. <laughs> but that's only that's also because uh, Dave McRae is not a fan of any of the sequels. So um, he just he's a just uh, he's a diehard H uh, one kind of guy. Uh, man, I don't know. Uh, all I want. In any sequel is Daniel Harris. Same. That's it. Same. That's it. I don't even care. I don't even care. I'd love to see her as Lindsay, and she comes back, and they fight off Michael together. But I, if she has a cameo, I will. It, it will probably become a top five favorite of mine. See, I, I'm sh- I, I'm guessing that the script. There's already been at least one draft of the script written already. I I just have a feeling that they're. They're already knee, knees deep into the sequel. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I know petitions are not... I don't think people really take petitions very seriously, especially in the movie world. Maybe in the political world, it's very more likely they take it seriously. But in the movie world, I feel like petitions are kind of a waste of time. But like, if you're going to start one, like if anyone out there is listening wants to start one, Daniel Harris as Lindsay Wallace. Make it happen. Make it happen, Captain, because I want to see it. I, Cody wants to see it. Cody's the one who said it first. I will sign in big ass letters. <laughs> it's just I, I will happen. sign for for one hundred signatures. I will sign for that. Exactly. I I totally agree. 
Well, tell the, the good people where they can find you if you want to give out your uh, your info. You can find me on Twitter at Real Repass or on Instagram. I don't get on there very often, but if you want to follow me, it's at The Real Repass. There you go. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Of course, man. I appreciate it. It was It's a lot of fun. This movie gets a bad rap, but I, I love it. And that is all the time we have, ladies and ghouls. Pot of Horror is brought to you by The G-Rod Show. You can find the show on The G-Rod Show podcast feed via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other podcast outlets. You can follow us on Twitter at RealPotOfHorror. And once again, thank you so much for listening to Pot of Horror, where every day is Halloween. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.